Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderbilt. How are we all doing this morning? Doing good? Yeah? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's just quickly pray before we start. Father, we just give this time into your hands, Lord. We just declare and we recognize that you are Lord, that you are King. Father, we just pray let your will be done and let your kingdom come here as it is in heaven. Jesus, we just pray that you would stir our hearts to hear your word, to hear your prompting of the Holy Spirit, that we would respond to it quickly and swiftly. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, everyone. So this morning, we're going to continue on on our series from Living a Next Step Life. We're going to do a bit of a subtitle there, Living as a Worshipper. But in order to live as a worshipper, we need to know who we are worshipping. So today we're going to focus on who is the one that we're worshipping? Who are we worshipping? Who is he? Okay. So if anyone doesn't know who I am, my name is Sharon. My husband, Kevin there, that good looking man right there in the front row, we lead the congregation together and we just want to say, if you don't know us, we'd love to meet you after the service. We'd love for you to just come and say hi. It'd be great to get to know you. And we're going to just jump straight in into, into the message for today. So buckle up, get your Bibles out, get your notebooks out, okay? It's going to be a fun ride. So let's just quickly recap what we talked about last week, because last week really set the scene for what we're going to talk about today. So last week we talked about how we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey with God. And in order to get from one place to the other, we need to take steps, right? You can't just teleport yourself anywhere. Uh, you just have to take steps. So along on our journey and taking steps, we are on a walk of faith and obedience. We talked about that last week, how we need to hear what God is saying, put our faith to it and obey and take that next step. You can see up there, we also spoke about, um, Kevin mentioned this last week and Pastor Colin mentioned this the week before, that God wants us to move from addition, so we're seeing people added to the church, to multiplication. And we want to go from gleaning to harvest. And we want to go from blessing, because we're blessed, because we're the children of God, to abundance. Okay, so that's our faith statement. Now, we need to take next steps. Um but we not need to not just take next steps, but think the way God thinks and see things the way God sees them in order to really know where we're going and why we're going where we're going. Um, so we also talked about last week, just to quickly finish the recap, we talked about taking next steps spiritually, relationally, in our witness and in our serving and how we all have next steps in all those areas um, in our lives. So we're going to look at one next step spiritually, which is our worship, as we just, as I just said earlier. So we believe that as a church, there is always more we can do in worship, Even always more we can get revelation of, always more we can grow in, in our worship, because God is so vast and so amazing that we can never worship just perfectly, because there's just, he's just way too great for us to just, yeah, just stay where we are, really. So, in order to live effectively as a worshipper and to really grow in our worship and bear fruit and bring glory to God, like we, we heard last week, we need to really know 
who we're worshiping. Now, we can know someone, but, and we can know someone. You know what I mean? So you can know a friend, and then hopefully, husband and wife, you really know them, right? And God really knows us, and we really to, need to know him. So someone is made, if you want to say, okay, this is who the person is, they're made up of the nature, the character, the personality, what they do and the purpose, right? That kind of tells you who they are. So it's the same with God. So it might seem like it's a bit like basic of, oh, I know who God is. Well, you might know who God is. You might not know who God is. It doesn't matter. There's always more to know about God. And out of the worship really comes out of that revelation of what the word says of who God is. And out of that, it's like, oh yeah, right. Actually, he is worth worshiping. He is all those things and therefore I'm going to worship. So sometimes we just need to remind ourselves why we worship. Let's look at uh, John chapter four. If you've got your Bibles, could you just turn there with me? Um, we're going to look at a lot of scriptures today, but especially this one. I just want you to turn to that. John chapter 4, and we'll look at verses 21 to 24. Um, are we all there? If you don't have your Bibles with you this morning, it's all on the screen as well. This is Jesus having a conversation with the woman at the well. And um, he met with her. She started this debate with him about worship because Samaritans and the Jews did not really see eye to eye on the issue of worship, really. Um, so he says, this is Jesus speaking to the woman. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. Now, that's quite a statement there, isn't it? It's a bit insulting as well, isn't it? Um, you Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Now, the Father is, is looking, it's active, it's an active verb, they're actively looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him as worship in spirit and in truth. Worshipping in spirit and in truth. Let's unpack that a little bit. See, truth, we believe that the word of God, the Bible, is God's truth. It's God's word. So worshipping in spirit and in truth, truth can mean of everything that the Bible says, the truth, the reality of who God is. But also the spirit part, what could that mean? Well, when we give our lives to Jesus, God makes our spirit alive. He puts his spirit in us. And so we can connect with our spirit, with God's spirit. And I think it's just really important that we just quickly have a look at the word worship. Worship in English, English language, it basically gives means worship, giving someone what they're worth. It, it can mean that ascribing worth to someone, something. And I know we know that, but I'd want you to just kind of keep that in the back of your mind as we go through the, the rest of um, the service. Because who are you ascribing worth to? Or what are you ascribing worth to? What do you actively recognize and say that is worth everything? That is worth something. Matteo, if you could put the slide up with the pictures, the three pictures. Now, we all worship something because we were designed to worship. We believe we were designed to worship. So some people, or maybe some of you, might worship 
you know, having a lot of money, having a nice house. And it's not like you bow down to the house or anything like that, but it's just something that puts so much, you put so much value on, it's so important to you. Bible says wherever your treasure is, there your heart is also. So maybe it's it's fashion or celebrities or something you just really, really are really into and you, you put that above everything else. Or it might be a sport. It might be a certain kind of a lifestyle, something that you just say, that is just worth everything to me. And I'm not saying we're all necessarily doing that, but we just need to make sure that our priorities in life are in the right order. Because sometimes unintentionally, we can even, even in worship times, we can worship music rather than God. Because we're enjoying the music so much. Oh, this is wonderful. And we're not actually connecting with God. Um, <laughs> in the Bible, let's just, if we look at the Bible, who God is, God is many things, but he's primarily those four things. Those are really the core of who he is. So he's got the creator. He created all things. He's the father. He wants to be your father and you to be his child. He is love and he is holy. Now, God is all those things. And it's really, really important that we just have that anchored in our hearts. And we're going to look at some scriptures. And the Bible says that the word is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. So we're going to let the word do the work this morning. And I'm going to read out some scriptures. And we're going to just really connect with this is who God is. Because see, the thing is, we can, we can worship and we can have a good time, but worship is something internal, not external. Let me just tell, me, tell you what I mean. You can lift your hands and you can jump and you can clap in worship and it can look good. But if your heart is not connecting with God, you're just doing aerobics. You're just working out. It's true. Now, when you really connect with God, with God, you are magnificent. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the eternal one. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the King of Kings. Out of that, you will want to lift your hands and you will clap and you will jump and you will do all those things. But the heart has to be there first. Because we're not here to just do, have a workout time and just show everyone how high I can lift my hands. Because God doesn't really care about that. He looks at your heart. It says in the Bible, it's not a respect of persons, but he looks at the heart. So I just want us to really realize that we just need to connect with Jesus, heart to heart. And that's what God is looking for. Okay, let's look at some scriptures. My dear, can you put the first one on? Okay. In the same way, your father in heaven does not want even one of his little children to be lost. That's God as the father. As I go through these scriptures, there's a few of them, but just really just ask God to just give you revelation, a fresh revelation of this. The father raises the dead and he restores them to life. In the same way, the son is able to give life to those to whom he wants to give it. It says in John 10, and no one is able to snatch them away from me because my father has given them to me and he's greater and more powerful than any opposed to me. Not one of those who belong to me will be taken away from my father for I and the father are one. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our, all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. There's a lot of comfort in there. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Doesn't that give you a picture of who God is, that the Father is, the creator he is, the wonderful love that he has? Can we, can we just stand up? I just feel like we need to just actively receive this. Let just your spirit connect with this. And if out of that comes an amen or hallelujah, whatever, that's fine. Don't feel embarrassed. But God wants to get at your heart this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be among them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will be no longer any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is a light and there is no darkness in him at all. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Where is another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Isn't that amazing? See, that's the God we serve, the magnificent one, the wonderful one, the Alpha and the Omega, the eternal one, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the Savior, the Redeemer, and the Healer. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. You can sit back down again. So I just really felt like we just need to just get our spirits to connect with his word because this is how we're going to know who God is, reading the word. Now, some of you, I really want to encourage you, all of us, to study the Bible of who God is. Maybe start a Bible study. Who is God? There's so many names of God. There's so many aspects of, of who he is, of his nature, of his character. Alone in the word God is love, there's so much in there. And if you look from the beginning of Genesis all the way to Revelation, you can see just a pattern of who God is. And Hello, water babies. Um, our neighbors are having a water session with the babies. Um, basically, God has put his fingerprint in all of this, in his word. 
And we, he's given this to us so that we could find them <laughs> and look for them. But you will only find them if you look for them. Okay? Oh, hallelujah. See, worship is not just a time of singing. That's why I just had you stand up and connect with the word and not have music playing in the background. Because worship is not just about music. It's about the way you live your life, knowing who God is and keeping that in mind. Because our life is worship to God. Now, whether we do a good job or that or not, that's reflected in our lives. But basically, everything in our life needs to be a worship unto God. That when you go to work, when you serve coffee, when you wake up, when you go to sleep, all those things, who are you giving worth to? And it's keeping in mind the whole time, all of our lives, who God is, and that's, that's worship. Keeping in mind, this is God. This is God. This is God. Thank you, Jesus. See, the going back to the clapping, the raising of hands, the singing, that's all expression of worship. But, you know, when you really have that revelation of who God is and you meet with God, do you remember the first time you really met with God? Maybe someone in a room, you have maybe not met with God yet. It's okay. You will this morning. But the very first time you knew God was real, the very first time you knew God is holy. The very first time you knew, wow, God wants to be my father. I remember the first time I really met with God. And all of this, like I knew this, I, I grew up as a Christian, but it was never alive to me. I knew it, but it was just, it was just, yeah, verses, just words on a page. But once, during, it was during a time of worship, God just met with me and was so real. I was like, Wow, God, you are God. That was my first revelation of God. You are God. <laughs> like, you are God, you know? Like, sometimes you forget what the word God means. We just throw it around and we don't realize what God means. Like, it's above all. It's like, you know? And I just knew in my heart, wow, that is the God we worship. And it changed my worship. And that's what God wants to do for us this morning. And throughout the next few weeks as we look at it, as you go into the Bible, as you read it, and you find out who God is, and God gives you revelation. Maybe it's at work. Someone shows you so much compassion and mercy that you don't deserve. You could be like, wow, God, you are a God of compassion. You are a God of mercy. I didn't deserve this, but you still made sure I had it. Isn't that amazing? See, God wants to meet with us and make himself so real to us. And whether you've known God for 40 years or 40 minutes, it doesn't matter. God can give you that same revelation of who he is today. Hallelujah. See, God doesn't change who he is just because we walk out of church. When we're here and we're worshiping like, oh, God, you're so holy. God, you're glorious. You're magnificent. And sometimes we walk out the door and we forget that. And that's why this revelation of who God is, it just needs to be anchored in our hearts. And that's why I'm spending so much time on this this morning, because we just need to get it in our hearts. And I need, I'm speaking to myself as well. We just need to keep in front of us all the time. God is love. God is holy. He wants to be my father. I am his child. So remember how we talked about that we need to think how God thinks in order to really walk in the ways he wants us to walk in if you've given your life to Jesus the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ which means we can think like he does we can see things the way he does but you know what he thinks of you 
He thinks that you're wonderful. Someone needs to hear that this morning. God thinks you're wonderful. And he thinks you were worth dying for. He wants to have a relationship with you, but not just a relationship, but a deep and intimate relationship with you. He wants to be your father. He wants to be your best friend. That when something's wrong, you don't run to someone else first, but you run to him first. That's what he wants. He's, the Bible says he's a jealous God. He wants, he wants you to run to him. He wants to be your comforter and your counselor. He wants to lead you into all the truth. Think about when you first met God. Or maybe if you haven't met God, that's okay. You'll meet, like I said, you'll meet him this morning. But just think about what you think about God and how he's revealed yourself to you. Just think about that for a moment. What is, what is it he said to you? What is it that you just knew in your heart, this is God? That's who he is. Now, wasn't that an amazing moment? Wasn't that an amazing moment? Now, God wants to give you so many more of those moments. But we need to look for them. And we need to dig into the word and know who God is for him to show us. Because if we're not interested in knowing who he really is, it's like, okay, um, well, get on with your life, then do what you want to do. But he is there like, let me show you who I am. Let me show you what I do. Let me show you the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He wants to show you that he's a mighty warrior, that he's the God, he's the Lord of the battle. He wants to show you that he's the healer, he's the redeemer. But you need to ask him to show you all those things. Okay? So, um, Joel and Jane, could you please get up uh, to stage please and we're just gonna get into a time of worship and I'm gonna just I'm gonna read some of these verses again that we've read because the word is powerful and active it's sharper than any double-edged sword and just before we go there I just want us to I want to give you a few potential next steps okay we talked about next steps um Maybe your next step, this is just suggestions. God will tell you what your next step is, but maybe you need to study the Bible more. Maybe God is telling you to just really get into the word and read for who he is and what he does. Maybe you need to spend some more time this week just worshiping God with music, with singing. Maybe you hate the sound of your own voice and God is like, come on then, sing it to me. Let me tell you, Everything in heaven is perfect. By the time your voice gets up there, it's perfected in heaven. It's all good. You don't have to worry. And it's all for Jesus anyway. So it doesn't matter what it sounds like. Okay? Maybe this week you just need to be more aware of God in everything you do. In everything you do, just more aware of this is who God is. Maybe you need to set some reminders in your phone of whoever whatever way God is revealing himself to you. Maybe it's the God of glory. Maybe it's the Father. And maybe you just need to have a pop-up sign on your phone. We use our phone so much these days, don't we? And it just comes up, I am your Father. That's a quote there from Star Wars. Um, I am your Father. But, you know, it could be that God wants to say, I am your healer. And you just need to have reminders. Maybe you need to put them around in the toilet. We spend a lot of time in the toilet during the week, don't we? You just have it in the back door and you sit there and you know, God is my healer. Maybe that's one of your next steps. Or maybe you need to start a relationship with God. 
Maybe you don't have a relationship with God yet. And maybe that's your next step to say, I've heard all these things of who God is and I want, I want a relationship with Him. I want to know Him. If that's you this morning, I just want to encourage you to come and speak to me at the end of the service. Or my husband, Kevin, here, you're very welcome to come and speak to us. We just want to have a conversation with you and we want to introduce you to this God we've been talking about. Can we just all stand? We're just going to worship. But as we said, worship is not just about music. The band here is here to just accompany your worship. They're not here for you to watch them worship. They're here to add music to your lyrics. They're here to add music to your songs. Okay? So we're just going to worship God. And um, we're just going to go into a song after this. But at first, just you start worshiping God. You start worshiping God. And I'll just read you these scriptures of who God is again. In the same way, your Father in heaven does not want even one of his little children to be lost. The Father raises the dead and restores them to life. In the same way, the Son is able to give life to those to whom He wants to give it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we have ourselves are comforted by God. Furthermore, because we're united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for He chose us in advance, and He makes everything work out according to His plan. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty God. So just let your worship just rise up. Remember, it's something internal. It's something from your heart. So let your heart connect with God. And as your heart connects with God, let your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit engage with who God is. Jesus, we worship you. We exalt you. We praise your holy name. You are magnificent. You are holy. You are the God of all. You are the creator of heaven and earth. Jesus, there is no one like you. There is no one like you, Jesus. Jesus, all of heaven shouts, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The one who was, the one who is, the one who is to come. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.